Are you ready to run down the hill? Well, if you're a defending national champion Clemson Tiger football player, you're getting set to do that. You may have already done it. This is the Y'all Show, and it is the start of college football big time tonight as Clemson and Georgia Tech get together in Clemson, South Carolina, in the first game televised on the ACCN. We've got all kinds of college football talk coming your way on Friday. Later this show of Y'all, we've got our SEC Spotlight. No Tiger Paws discussed in our SEC Spotlight. Light, but I just wanted to remind you, college football is upon us. In fact, yours truly, John Rawl, was driving around on Wednesday, and I happened to see the equipment truck of the Western Illinois Leathernecks heading to North Alabama. They've got a game tonight in Florence, Alabama, between the UNA Lions and the Leathernecks. What a great nickname there. And so that is a sign that college football is right here. And again, on Friday, we've got the Y'all Kickoff Show coming your way. But coming up today on Y'all, in addition to our SEC Spotlight in the second hour, hey, all eyes are on Dorian. That is the now Hurricane Kind of teeter-tottering between hurricane and tropical storm that's out in the Atlantic, working its way through the Caribbean. And we have our eyes big time on it. This developing storm, perhaps it's changed course by the time you're hearing this, but make sure you tune into your local forecast if you're certainly in south florida anywhere in the sunshine state and georgia and south carolina need to be paying attention to now that this thing's kind of scooted past puerto rico it really affected the u.s virgin islands our thoughts with that territory of our country but it is heading it appears heading in our direction of the southeast on the atlantic side of florida so we got a, we got more to tell you about that and in the second hour of today's y'all show with the hurricane in mind we're going to go to tyler edwards in south carolina and he's got a video out that i'm going to share with you it's a couple of minutes long but it's how to prepare for hurricane season and we all need to listen to this no matter if you're on the atlantic or gulf coast side of the south or well inland you need to learn how to prepare for a hurricane if you haven't done it lately it's a good refresher that's coming up in the second hour of today's y'all show in just a few minutes we're going to switch over and talk about festive south we've got the six fall southern wine festivals going on in dixie to tell you and y'all.com has kind of composed this list and we'll share it with you here in festive south in just a few and later this hour we're going to welcome in americana artist callie mccullough she's a singer songwriter now called nashville home and we're going to get a chance to listen to some of her new single and learn from this very energetic singer who is a southerner she's from southern ontario but now lives in nashville and enjoy the conversation with callie mccullough coming up later this hour here on y'all if you want to connect to us we welcome your feedback our number 803-816-1170 you can text us at that number and you can call us at that number at your leisure also you can reach us on y'all.com facebook y'all.com and don't forget our twitter and instagram accounts at y'all show and you can find the y'all show daily on any of the streaming apps like ai heart radio the TuneIn radio app and the apple podcast apps all of those are free just go in there search for y'all show and voila y'all is awaiting your free download all right let's jump into the headlines and the headline of course big time in the south is hurricane dorian as wednesday it became a category one hurricane and i don't want to tell you the latest about it right now you you need to go check the weather channel or any of the other news outlets to find out about this storm as it is expected to possibly grow to a category three hurricane 
aiming somewhere toward Florida, Georgia, or South Carolina, or a combination of the three, the Atlantic side of the state of Florida. The British Virgin Islands, as well as as the U.S. Virgin Islands, and those two small islands to the east of Puerto Rico that are part of the territory of Puerto Rico, they were in Dorian's path on Wednesday, as this the first major test of emergency preparedness for the territory since Hurricane Maria passed through back in 2017. But a lot of people very concerned about this. President Trump declaring a state of emergency for these areas. And now all eyes on where this thing could land anywhere from South Florida to South Carolina expected to arrive on the mainland somewhere between Sunday or Monday. A very large storm approaching, of course, as it gets closer to the southeast, it's going to likely increase in strength. And it also will be affected by the Gulf Stream, and that's going to help it more than likely turn north when it hits that Gulf Stream. And it's going to likely increase in its speed. I'm no meteorologist here on the Y'all Show, but yeah, we know this all too often, the likely path. But it's also very unpredictable. That's why, please, go at this moment and find out where it is. And it doesn't matter if you live well inland of these areas People are going to start leaving the areas if they're ordered to evacuate. And you could be somewhere in Kentucky or Tennessee or as far west as Mississippi, for example, and you're going to see people likely evacuating into your areas over the next couple of days, especially since it's a holiday weekend and people have the time to to travel anyway and go places they may not normally go. That's very likely. If this thing continues, it's likely chance of hitting the southeast U.S., All right, then check it out. We've got more preparedness news on hurricanes to pass along in the second hour. Now, the political ground kind of shook on Wednesday as a senator from Georgia, Sonny Isaacson, announced that he's going to resign at the end of 2019 as he's battling Parkinson's disease and a lot of other problems. And the 74-year-old lawmaker is chairman of the Senate Veterans Affairs Committee. And he announced that he's going to resign and leave this to the governor, Brian Kemp of Georgia, to have a fill-in, I guess, for the rest of 2020. And then, as Georgians go to the polls in November of 2020, they're actually going to be voting on two different U.S. senators, one to fill the term of Isaacson as his term, I think, will end in 2022. So you're only electing a senator for two years, and then the full term goes into effect in 2022's election. And then also Georgia's other governor or other senator, Purdue, is on the ballot here in 2020. So big time politics going on. And it was announced Wednesday, the likely Democratic challenger, Stacey Abrams, she says she's not going to run for Senate in Georgia. At least that's what she said Wednesday. But we wish Senator Isaacson all the best. Again, a tough battle with Parkinson's. He also recently fell and has had to undergo treatment for that. And now, no easy decision. He loved his job as a U.S. senator for the Peach State, but he's going to resign at the end of 2020, and a new senator, at least temporarily, will be in Washington, D.C., representing the Empire State of the South. And now to a disturbing story coming out of the Commonwealth of Virginia. As Blake Bivens, he's a 24-year-old pitcher for the Montgomery Biscuits. That's the AA affiliate of the Tampa Bay Rays. And sad news, his wife, his son, and mother-in-law 
were all found murdered, and a relative has been charged with three counts of murder in this tiny community of Chatham, that's in southern Virginia, as 18-year-old Matthew Thomas Bernard has been arrested after police warned of a dangerous gunman on the loose upon finding the bodies on Tuesday at a home in Keeling, Virginia. And the state medical examiner's office in Roanoke did identify the dead as Emily Marie Bivens, Cullen Bivens, and Joan Bernard, who is Emily Bivens's mother. Again, these are all family members of this Montgomery Biscuits minor league baseball player, Blake Bivens. And I know the Biscuits had a game that got canceled as a result of this absolute tragedy and a very difficult story coming from the Commonwealth of Virginia here this week as this family of this minor league baseball pitcher found dead in Virginia. Authorities say a nearly seven-hour standoff at an eastern Arkansas home ended when state troopers shot and killed an armed man suspected of killing two women who were actually found dead in the front yard earlier that day. This happened in Helena, West Helena, right on the Mississippi River, south of Memphis. And Arkansas State Police identified the man killed Tuesday night as 37-year-old Raymond Lewis Williams, Jr. And the slain women were 36-year-old Christina Fulmer and 28-year-old Deanna Thomas Banks. The police say the women were found dead Tuesday in that front yard in Helena, West Helena. The city's police chief, James Patrick Smith, said that the investigators believe William shot them before barricading himself inside, and then, again, police shot him dead during this standoff in East Arkansas this week. Now, we crossed the Ohio River for this next story, but it really ticks me off. It's another Confederate flag story to tell you about. And I don't know all the basics of this story, but it looks like in Vicennes, Indiana, I believe is how you pronounce that town, a county official says that the first national Confederate flag, that's the flag that flew from 1861 to 1863. It's a circle of stars, red, white, and red stripes on it. It is based on the stars and stripes. In fact, because of its similarity to the stars and stripes, that's why the Confederate States government changed the design in 1863. And this first design of the Confederate flag is what Georgia's current flag is based on. But in Knox County, Indiana, the president of the county commissioners says the commissioners weren't fully aware that the flag that was flying there in that county was a Confederate flag and it's been replaced. And it was on display near a Civil War monument in this southwestern Indiana town. And the commissioners say there were misunderstandings about its origins as it was flying amongst many flags at a Marine Corps League monument there in Indiana. Again, I don't know why it was flying there. Maybe I'm, I'm going to be really mad if we find out, for example, Confederate veterans are buried here in this southern Indiana area where this where this flag was flying but if they were just flying it just for the heck of it it's indiana if they want to take it down i guess that doesn't necessarily mean a big deal to me but i just don't like to see our historic flags and this truly is a historic flag it's the flag first flag of the confederacy it's not the famous stars uh actually this is the stars and bars a lot of people call the confederate battle flag the the x the stars and bars this this one truly is the first national and also known as the stars and bars and it is the basis of the current georgia state flag in case you need a visual now indiana we're going to keep talking about you indiana since you take our confederate flags down 
Well, Indiana's a couple of days away from legalizing sports betting. And so right now, I'm not going to talk about, I'm tired of talking about the Hoosier State, but I do want to tell you if Indiana's about to make it happen, sports betting as we get ready for college football's kickoff here big time this weekend, I want to remind you about our southern states where it's legal, where it's going to be legal, and maybe who's not on the radar at all for legalization of sports betting. So right now, if you want to go put a sports wager in the South, you've got three choices as of this very moment. Arkansas, Mississippi, and West by God, Virginia. Okay? There's a couple of other states that have made sports betting legal, but it's not quite ready to go. Those two states are Tennessee and North Carolina. Now, Washington, D.C., also in that same category. It's been legalized, but it hasn't quite kicked in yet. I don't know the dates when all this is happening, but that is the case. All right. Now, there's a bunch of other states, almost all the rest of the South, who this year in their state governments, they considered adding sports betting, but it was not legalized here this year. So it could be coming. And that's virtually every Southern state with three exceptions. The three exceptions where right now there was no legislation proposed, we don't know if it's ever going to happen, is Oklahoma, Georgia, and Florida. Uh, but everybody else is, seems to be inching closer to legalizing sports betting. So if you want to go put a wager in, you may have a much easier time here in the near future. But right now, again, you can do it in West Virginia, Arkansas, and the great state of Mississippi. The mayor of Birmingham, Alabama, is promising to help students there attend the state's public colleges, what's called tuition-free, but really hasn't given a lot of details of the plan. Randall Woodfin is the Birmingham mayor, and he actually put a video out on Wednesday describing his so-called Birmingham promise. And a lot of people are trying to figure out where in the world this is going to come from. As he tweeted that in 2020, Birmingham high school graduates could attend in-state public colleges tuition-free. Now, Woodfin says the program is aimed at covering funding gaps after students apply for financial aid. He adds Birmingham will contribute $10 million over five years, and private donors would provide additional funds. Woodfin likened the program to a moonshot, adding fundraising won't be easy. And he says he's going to announce more details later. By the way, the Birmingham City School System has 23,000 students from pre-K to 12th grade. Uh, 23,000 students that one day want to go to college. Hey, Mayor Woodfin, pay up. That's what we're going to lead that story with you here today on y'all show they also got to pay for a big fancy football stadium they're putting up in birmingham i don't know where the money's coming from in the magic city but it 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 may be flowing on trees there based on what i'm reading here in the headlines from the heart of dixie now to tennessee and this is a weird story coming from middle tennessee and a restaurant there in old hickory just outside of nashville a chinese restaurant called the number one chinese restaurant in old hickory uh, employees there restaurant employees caught on camera this week washing rags a grill rack and other items from the number one chinese restaurant washing these items in old hickory lake that's kind of formed by the cumberland river and employees were caught on camera and the employees went back into the restaurant taking these items that they washed in the lake And within a few hours, Metro Health Department officials were on the scene investigating. An employee with the health department told the local news channel there that the restaurant properly washed the items and will continue to follow up with inspections. 
The restaurant scored an 89 on the last health report back in July. But, hey, be careful when you go into that number one Chinese restaurant in Old, old Hickory, Tennessee, outside of Nashville. You might get a little river-slash-lake water mixed in with your chop suey. <laughs> All right, our final headline coming here today on the Y'all Show. A teacher in Florida wants their job back after they were filmed mowing the lawn in the nude no skivvies no nothing yes that happened in florida here this week and i don't know if this is going to become a reality for this volusia county teacher brian wheeler was mowing his yard naked in port orange uh, actually a while back and he now admits he made a poor decision but a neighbor recorded him and filed a police complaint and the local educators president in volusia county is Elizabeth Elizabeth Albert, and she said the teacher was demoted to a non-teaching position after he was recorded, but the teacher's union says the punishment does not fit the crime, and now he's maybe hoping to get his job back. Don't don't cut your grass naked. If you're a teacher or no matter what your profession, y'all show host, just not a good thing. I guess they don't have mosquitoes where he's from because – just about everywhere in the south if you go out cutting grass in the summertime at least you're gonna get your fill of skeeters for sure well that's a look at headlines when we come back on y'all we are going to tell you about some of the fall southern wine festivals there's six of them we're gonna spotlight thanks to y'all.com and don't forget later this hour callie mccullough is stopping by she's a great singer songwriter from the americana side of things and she's our special guest later this hour this is y'all Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Honey, I just switched the family to Boost Mobile and we got so much more. Awesome. Like what? We got four free LG Stylo 5 phones for the whole family. Four lines for just $100 a month with unlimited gigs. I smashed up the car a bit. And they have a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Whoa, four free LG... Wait, back up. Did you just say you... Four free LG Stylo 5 phones? Yep. No, no. Something about the car? Oh, you mean Boost Super Reliable, Super Fast Network. Before that, the car smashing thing. What? The smashing deal we got? Four lines for $100 a month? No. Between the four lines for $100 a month and the unlimited gigs part, you said I smashed up the car a bit. I did. It's completely smashed. We need a new vehicle. But four free phones. Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. Offer for new customers only. Ends 916.19. First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. Mobile optimized data. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8282. That's promo code 8282 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. 
was working through college on my grandpa's farm. I was thirsting for knowledge, and he had a car. Yeah, I was caught somewhere between a woman and a child. The summer we found love growing wild on the banks of the river on a well-beaten path. It's funny how those memories they last like strawberry wine. Seventeen, the hot July noon saw everything. My first taste of love. Well, thank you, Dana Carter. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. It's our Festive South now on this Thursday. Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent with your host, John Rawl, the general of all things Southern. And I don't know if you can get strawberry wine at any of these places I'm about to tell you, but we're going to tell you about it thanks to y'all.com, a great article up right now that you want to go check out. Six fall Southern wine festivals in 2019 to plan for right this second they're all happening here over the next couple of months and we're going to let you know just where to go in dixie to enjoy these fall wine festivals strawberry muscadine maybe some scuppernong wine we talked about scuppernongs on the wednesday y'all show oh here get get ready get your pencil and pad or just go to y'all.com and you'll see exactly what we're talking about here up first, I want to tell you about an event in Huntsville, Alabama. It's the last weekend in September, and it's the Alabama Crush Wine and Food Festival taking place in the Rocket City at the end of September. Again, y'all.com is the website for you to go find this article and get connected. September 21st and 22nd in Maryland, it's the Maryland Wine Festival taking place in Westminster, Maryland. 150 wines from 25 wineries from across the state of Maryland. Maryland cheese and local artists also on display in Westminster at this Maryland Wine Festival. Also in mid-September, I want to tell you about Independence Uncorked. That's taking place in Independence, Missouri. Music, art, and over 20 wineries on display in Harry Truman's hometown. Now, I just went to the website it's independenceuncorked.com. The grape stops here. That's the, the, the motto, which is a playoff of words of Harry Truman's The Buck Stops Here. Again, this is where he called home. In fact, Harry and his wife are buried in Independence, Missouri. In fact, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Independence. Independence is the fifth largest city in the state of Missouri. It's within Jackson County. It's actually Jackson County, which is Kansas City's county seat. And it wasn't until Kansas City got to be such a Goliath that the wise guys in Jefferson City decided to have two county seats for Jackson County, Missouri. So it is one of two county seats in Jackson County, Missouri, the other being Kansas City, but a huge metro area in Kansas City, Missouri. Independence known as the Queen City of the Trails. 
as it was a point of departure for the California, Oregon, and Santa Fe trails. Again, home of the President Harry S. Truman. The Truman Presidential Library and Museum is located there. And again, Truman and First Lady Bess Truman buried in Independence, Missouri. Also, it's a very important place for those who follow the Latter-day Saints because that's where, in 1831, Joseph Smith's temple light was located. It's also the headquarters of several Latter-day Saint factions just outside of Kansas City in Independence, Missouri. So now you know a little bit more about that town right on the, I guess, the Kansas border. I want to tell you about the Wine Fest. And coming up here in mid-September, you can go there and hear Bingham at the Bingham Veranda. John L. Keck, Brad Allen, they're performing there on the music stage. You also have the BMW Jazz Band and a bunch of other really fun acts performing there in Independence, Missouri, part of the Wine Fest coming up again. This is September 14th in Independence, Missouri. Now, as we move on, I also want to let you know, remind you, a great fest is taking place mid-September. That's in Grapevine, Texas, the largest wine festival in the Southwest, right there outside of outside of Fort Worth and Dallas, as Texas is the fifth largest wine producing state in all of the country. Want to also let you know, as you move on into October, it's the North Carolina Wine Festival. That's in Raleigh, where 20 wineries will be part of this fifth annual event in Raleigh at the North Carolina wine festival and then when we get into the month of november go to savannah georgia for the savannah food and wine festival that's november 4th through 10th uh, 4th through the 10th you've got tickets on sale going on right now for the savannah food and wine festival don't go to savannah tennessee no 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 go to that other one right there along the atlantic coast and i know i checked out their website it is a fantastic event very classy Savannah Food and Wine Festival. It benefits Chef Coastal Hospitality and Education Fund, and it was a great opportunity for you to go down there in the month of November in lovely Savannah, experience the southern charm and hospitality of this port city, November 4th through the 10th. It's not just one weekend there in Savannah. It goes on for several days. SavannahFoodAndWineFest.com, the website for you to go check it out. And again, these are all going on, these wine festivals here in Dixie, over the next couple of months and you can go to y'all.com and get the article right there and learn a lot more all about the wine festivals of the south the six fall southern wine festivals on the pages of y'all.com and that is our festive south feature here on this thursday when we come back on y'all hang on we're going to switch over to americana music Callie McCullough is a fairly newcomer to Nashville, Tennessee, and you're going to get to hear her brand new song that's out to Americana Radio, and you'll get the chance to learn more from this talented singer-songwriter. She's my very special guest, and she's coming up next on Y'all Talk With a Southern Accent. Hey, Dad, want to shoot some hoops? In a bit, buddy. I promise. Allegra knows that allergy symptoms can get in the way of enjoying the moment. I'll just play by myself. For outdoor and indoor allergies, get Allegra. It's the fastest non-drowsy allergy relief. It starts working in one hour, helping you break through your worst allergy symptoms with continuous 24-hour relief. Yes! Great shot, buddy. Let's play another game. You're on, Dad. Get Allegra and get back to the moment. Among single-ingredient OTC-branded oral antihistamines. Use as directed. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) 
Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. What a great song, Five Dollar Pearls, and the singer of that is joining us here. This is the Y'all Show, talk with a southern accent with John Rawl, and boy, we love to feature music on this show when we get a chance. we got a lot of football coming on Friday's Y'all Show, but today on the Y'all Show, before we dive headfirst into the pigskin, we're going to talk some music, specifically Americana music, and we've got a up-and-comer in that field that's going to be joining us from Music Row or Music City. Callie McCullough is our special guest, and she's Southern, by golly. She's Southern <laughs> Ontario. But boy, when you talk to her, you wouldn't know the difference between Ontario and Oniana, Alabama. Hello, Callie. Welcome to the Y'all Show. Hey, thanks for having me. How's it going, John? Uh, going good. I don't mean to good. pick on you. I don't mean to pick on you, but I've had a chance to talk to you and you, you, you've got a great sound. You've got a great voice. So congratulations on that. The Lord's blessed you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And I was right. You kind of are doing more of the Americana thing. So how does someone like you who grew up in Canada listening to country music and the Canadian country offerings there decide, okay, I think I really want to be more of an Americana, Americana artist. What's that difference is what I'm asking. Well, it's interesting. I grew up in a musical family, so both of my parents were road musicians and toured for many years, and I was introduced to really traditional country, you know, very early on, probably grew up with it, and, you know, kind of grew up backstage at the same time as well, and then my dad was really into folk music, and my mom was really into country, and so I had all of those influences, but I just kind of 
nose dove headfirst into traditional country music and and started to uncover it bit by bit myself and, and realized that the roots of a lot of the music that I really was passionate about came out of bluegrass music. And I started to chase that down when I was about 17. I realized that all of that really traditional country and that bluegrass music was coming straight out of Nashville. So I started driving my little self down there all the time. And eventually I moved there in my early twenties and I really was just chasing down the roots of the music that I love so much. And I was never very worried about what genre my music was going to sit in. And, you know, I live that battle all the time now because it's not, it's not traditional enough for bluegrass and it's not folk enough for folk and it's not country enough for country. So that's what we call Americana. <laughs> well, I like that choice. Of course, if the country radio stations want to play $5 pearls, I don't think you'll have a problem with that, will you? Well, I've actually been up in Canada chasing down Canadian country radio okay. all week, and the conversation's a bit interesting. I think they like the music, but we all know country radio is not so much playing the traditional music these days, so it's a bit of a battle, and... You know, I never worried with this record. We took part of Alison Krauss's band and part of the Time Jumpers and put them together in the studio. And we just said, let's call up all our heroes. Let's make an awesome album. Let's do the music that we love and we'll figure out how to sell it later. So now we're in the later trying to figure out how to sell it. Yeah, the band you mentioned there, Alison Krauss's band Union Station. So when you go back to the 90s when she was making great songs with Union Station, how many of those original members are part of what you're doing now? So we had um, Barry Bales, the upright bass player, and Mm -hmm. we had Ron Block playing acoustic guitar. And then we grabbed um, we grabbed Billy Thomas from the Time Jumpers and Jeff Taylor from the Time Jumpers. And then we also had Stuart Duncan, who, you know, has kind of floated between everybody's stuff. And it's just an amazing talent. He came in to do some fiddle and mando for us. And as well, we ended up. We called Jerry Douglas and he was like, I'd love to do it, but I'm on tour with Tommy Emanuel. And we were like, okay, that's acceptable. So um, we had, we reached out to Rhonda Vincent's dobro player, Brent Burke, who's such an amazing young talent. And he came in to shred some dobro solos for us as well. And then the producer, Dustin Olian, this track, $5 Pearls, was actually largely put together by him. And then the rest of the record is, is sort of a fusion of the rest of those guys. So it's, it's a big mix of some of those those older cats and those heroic you know pickers that we all know and love and some younger fresh talent as well we're visiting with callie mccullough here on today's y'all show she's an up-and-coming americana singer but you could put her in whatever box you'd like to she's just making great music you can go to her website calliemccullough.com that's c-a-l-l-i-e-m-c-c-u-l-l-o-u-g-h.com you didn't make it easy with that name callie no and i can blame my parents for that but you know it's those that irish heritage with the mccullough right uh yes but that's fine you're the only one there's no mistaking i don't know of anybody that's else right. out there so that's, that's good to be the only one right yeah we've got too many of these other ladies and guys who have similar names and when you got a stupid name like john like me hey you <laughs> you salute anybody with a unusual name like callie you know you're from the you're from the country you grew up in southern ontario how far were you from the u.s border um i think about about two three hours okay depending on traffic and the speed of the tractors driving on the road (laughs) i see and just how country is it where you're from i mean do you have wildlife everywhere well it's um well my parents both you know they both moved into towns you know about when i was 18 but we grew up you know, there was about 18 people, and I was related to 12 of them, and it was about a 
30, 40 minute bike ride to the nearest convenience store. So it was <laughs> cornfields, horse farms, and, and it, yeah, it was definitely very rural, but I'm very grateful for that. I think, you yeah. know, the only trouble you can get into is falling into the creek and crashing your bike. So I think it's good to grow up slow that way. But I mean, definitely love Nashville and, and the spirit of that city well, so much. You've now. lived in Nashville now long enough. You know about Dollar General. What is the equivalent of Dollar General where you're from in Canada? Oh, dear. I think they keep changing them. I got to say, it's probably Dollar Tree. Dollar Tree. Okay. It's just the dollar store. I oh. think, you know, we grew up, the town that was close to us had just had a little local one, and it was called the St. Mary's Dollar Store. Okay. Well, we'll uh, have to go shopping there sometime. Now, you have spent <laughs> a long time in Nashville. You also are a college graduate. In fact, you skipped out on your graduation to go further your music career. And I don't know, you need to be probably spanked for that. I'm sure somebody paid a lot of money for you to go to college. They want to see you graduate. But, no, I, I graduated. I just didn't go to the ceremony. Right. Well, that's what I mean. They wanted to see you out there looking pretty in your robe and all that kind of stuff. And you took off because of music, darn it. Well, in fairness, you know, my my parents are both musicians and, and you know, I, I actually paid for the college myself okay. to, All right. keep, to keep everybody happy. I was slinging drinks behind the bar and, and playing music shows and and you know working my way through college and and my parents were like well if the tour leaves that day the tour leaves that day and i tried to graduate in may <laughs> and i had to be in in europe for the tour and then the next time i could have done the ceremony was in the fall and i was down in nashville and then the next time i could have done it i was on tour and i was like oh well guess we're not walking across the <laughs> stage it's <laughs> fun what did you get a degree in i have um actually have a mixed degree so i have a an English literature degree and then a business marketing degree, but I don't really know if I if I use it. I think if I'd have been just a bit more rebellious against my parents, I would have just taken my little butt down to Nashville at nineteen instead of twenty three. But you know, we got there one way or the other. Yeah, well, you know, you check you could check that off. College behind you and done. And Next. now you don't have to regret. You don't have to sit back and like you know, darn it, I wish I'd have gone to college because that's one thing that you've done that you can't uh, sit here sit here and second guess. You you done it. So you're in Nashville. What what is the American Americana scene in Nashville like these days? I mean, it's fantastic. I think there's so much great music coming out of of not just Nashville, but everywhere. And I think we're all kind of hopping between New York and LA and Nashville and, you know, some of the Carolinas and Virginia. And, and I think it's, it's nice to just collaborate with so many different artists. And again, what does the genre matter if the music's good, right? So it's just exploding over there right now and americana fest is coming up so i'll be there for that as well i'm looking forward to always meet so many new people and and get to check out their music and and then be buddies and get to write together and do shows together and hang together so i think the community part of it is the best part we're visiting with callie mccullough who is not only a americana singer but you're also a songwriter how are you doing on that front are you a i get it do you get enough time to do the songwriting part I mean, I've always thought that it comes in waves. And when I first got to town, I literally, you know, I did the the thing that you do in Nashville. You write two songs a day, five days a week, 10 songs a week. And and to me, I think that was so important to, to learn that and to understand that and reach out and network and work with so many different folks. But I'm not a big subscriber of the factory mentality of writing. I think you, you write when the inspiration hits and it has to be authentic 
So, I mean, it's, it's been ways right now. We're out here, you know, doing press and radio and marketing the album. So I haven't done any writing lately, but actually I think I'm about to go into a write later this afternoon. So it comes in waves and, and, you know, I always will squeeze in time. Sometimes it's me in the middle of the night and sometimes it's, you know, when a good friend is passing through town or you meet up on tour somewhere, then we're like, well, Hey, like let's carve out four hours and try and get some writing in. But I love songwriting, but I need it to feel authentic. I don't want to feel like, okay, we're in this room today and we are cranking something out. Do you find yourself writing more solo or with songwriters, with fellow songwriters? I think 50-50. And a lot of times, too, when I when the inspiration hits, I will try and get as much down as I can. And if I feel like I can bring the song full circle myself, and I think it's important to stay in the mode that you can write by yourself and and stay authentic to your own thoughts. But, you know, then half the time I think, okay, this, I can't quite get this where I need it to go. And I'll call up, you know, kind of a tried and true songwriting partner and, and someone that you trust with your idea that's special to you and, and have them help you bring it across the finish line. We're talking with Callie, and I'll be honest, Callie, I like your sound, but I think one of the reasons I like your sound isn't because of your angelic voice. It's because of your influences. And when you have influences like Alison Krauss, Dolly Parton, also Keith Whitley and the gentle giant Don Williams, you know you're going to have one heck of a sound. Tell me about how those influences influenced you. Well, I think so much was coming up with with that background and that musical family and that traditional music, but... I think for me, what I've always been attracted to in music is certain feels. So to me, Don Williams is the king of like, you know, you can look at all of those records with different players, different producers, and they all have this amazing, the music and and the feel of every song. And that's coming from him. So my big thing with, with Don Williams is the way that he makes songs feel. And I think Keith Whitley so much to me as as a singer with that true honky tonk voice and and really I'm a big lover of all things ballad and broken heart and I've always been attracted to those album cuts maybe the songs that didn't sell so I've really found a lot of that in Keith Whitley and I've always loved that music and you know I actually try not to listen to too much Alison Krauss because I've been compared to her so many times and I mean she's the absolute queen of a vocalist and so that's a huge compliment but i do try not to to over over listen to it just to maintain my own autonomy but man i mean as a singer does it get any better you know and of course dolly parton my mom was a big dolly parton girl my mom grew up listening to dolly parton it was always on in the house so i think it's just plugged in the back of my brain somewhere well, those are good influences, and you talked about album cuts on the Don't Close Your Eyes from Keith Whitley. Absolutely. What, what, what's your favorite album cut off that? Don't Close Your Eyes. <laughs> no, that was a single. you got to get me one of those hidden treasures. I've well, got, I've got two you know, that I like. I don't like. know if they were all album cuts, but, you know, and then, of course, Sad Songs and Waltzes aren't selling this year, and I think that might have been a single, too, but just that memo of 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 just those those sad broken-hearted songs mm. you know birmingham turnaround and lucky dog if you get the cd for don't close your eyes those are some of the hidden tracks remember back in the days you may not remember this rca records would always put a couple extra songs on the cd version that weren't available on the record and so oh. that, that's why like lucky dog i don't think's on the lp but it was on the cd I, i'm getting way too far here in americana slash country music 
401 since you just got out of college i don't know if you had any 401 level <laughs> classes or not i'm sure you did i'm kidding but well and i went to school in canada so it's all very i don't know how they quantify it so it's all very different oh well they're smarter up there right oh i don't know <laughs> no i mean it's it's a great place to grow up it's very yeah. safe but, what school did you, you know, go again, to got to give them some love place called the university of guelph ontario and you know if i'm being honest i went there because they gave me a scholarship and that's what that's what made it all work you know mm, mm. all right well thank you guelph is that what you said guelph 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 way to go guelph yes. guelph's got yeah. good taste in their scholarships <laughs> all right you've got an album that's not quite ready but it will be coming out it's going to be called after midnight it's coming out in a few months what besides the five dollar pearls will we be finding when we open up this christmas stocking stuffer we hope well we're actually we're planning to put out a second single uh later this fall and actually roll the album out in march oh okay and it and it's it's all done um we've been sitting on it but we're just you know we're trying to build up a bit of buzz and and you know introduce some folks to i've never been a solo artist i've been in tons of bands over the years and so to trying to bring back some of those followers and and you know get some new get some new folks on board to be you know and this music is coming out but it's kind of uh, it's it's a giant mix it all lives within that rootsy vibe but there's one song in particular that's very much traditional country it's called three-quarter time and it's reticent of some keith whitley vibes it's got you know we're talking about going back to twin fiddles and steel guitar and and also about my love for ballads and you know kind of the struggle that is making it in nashville and then we've got a song called feathers that's very much contemporary bluegrass you've got some rip and dobro solos and it's a bit it's an up-tempo tune the title track after midnight is a song that we wrote um and it's very sweet you know kind of love ballad and it's very much produced in a parisian vibe it's got jeff taylor and Stuart duncan are doing this kind of dance between this parisian accordion and this violin so it's very you know it's very sweet and beautiful so it kind of runs the gamut we're calling it contemporary bluegrass nobody knows where to put it but <laughs> we think it's good music and uh, we hope people will listen to it well, you can't put Callie McCullough in a box, and that's a good thing. When you're a musician, you don't want to be just like somebody else. You want to be your own, and that's exactly the trail that you're blazing, Callie. Now, we're a show all about the South, and I know you weren't born here, but you got here as fast as you could. What's the that's best right. thing about the South that you've discovered and the most Southern thing that you kind of do now that you are amongst us? Oh, the Southern thing. Well... I mean, I never ate fried chicken in my life until I was in the South, so that was a big one. I have to watch the waistline now while I'm eating all the fried, all the fried chicken. But to me, it, it was the music that drew me there, okay, hundred percent. And then my my favorite thing though is I grew up in the land of the ice and snow, so I love that we are not freezing our fannies off all winter to me that's amazing <laughs> we got off really easy in tennessee here this last year oh, you, were, you get what two snowfalls well some years are bad i was there in a, a really awful spell many years ago where uh, an entire county didn't have electricity for more than a month cheatham county oh, just to the bad. west to the west that's of nashville bad. but yeah it, it can get rough in in the volunteer state from time to time but this past winter specifically was really easy for the most part and hopefully us jinxing it is not going to affect us here this year well 
I mean, it takes a lot to scare me. You know, everybody <laughs> talks about walking to school in your grandpa's pajamas, but I'm not kidding you. They would plow the snow and it wouldn't melt and it would keep growing to where if you, when you were a little kid, you could walk on top of the, the snow banks on the side of the road and knock icicles off the telephone lines. That's how much snow we're talking about. So it takes a lot of snow to scare me. <laughs> Well, we are glad. Well, it's not the snow, it's the ice, but it's the heat it's that Mike can ice. get to you. What do you think of the heat? I love it. You do? Okay. <laughs> I love it. I would just sit there and bake all day in a bathing suit and, and get a suntan because I'm so tired of being cold. Uh, well, we're glad you're here. Callum McCullough, our special guest. You can go check out the album when it comes out in a few months called After Midnight. And the song that you can request at your local radio station, no matter what the format, give them a call anyway. $5 Pearls. And we're going to go to break listening to this Americana artist who's on the rise. And again, go to our website, callymccullough.com to learn more about our new favorite southerner Callie. thank you very much thank you so much for having me i appreciate you taking the time well thank y'all <laughs> you can say y'all do you say y'all uh, i mean i do say y'all oh. but i mean it's I, I think it's a i love the south so much that pretending to be southern i think is offensive you know but i love it when other people say y'all okay well we're just gonna y'all it up with Callie. well that will wrap up this first hour of y'all y'all and we'll come right back with more fun we've got some sec football to talk about at the start of the second hour plus all kinds of other fun information that you don't want to miss out this is y'all talk with a southern accent y'all A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8282. That's promo code 8282 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. And we're back into the show that's all about Dixie. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent, and I'm John Rawl. And want to remind you, we've got Dorian stirring things up in the Caribbean and part of the Atlantic right now as well. And we encourage you to follow your local weather outlet, whatever that might be, radio, internet, weather channel, and get the latest. Everybody needs to kind of have this on the radar until it is safe to say it's gone. But for right now, especially if you're in Florida, working up into the georgia south carolina region hurricane tropical storm dorian is on our mind and we certainly hope for the best and because of that here on y'all as we start this second hour we've got our sec spotlight coming up in just a few minutes by the way 
But as we start this second hour of today's y'all show, we want to do something kind of serious. I was kind of looking up preparedness for hurricanes. We really haven't had a really bad one since last year when the one hit the Panama City area. I think that was Hurricane Michael. And, of course, we haven't forgot about what happened two years ago in Puerto Rico and all the other just horrible storms that we get here in the South. This is an awesome place to live. There's no doubt. I would say that the South is the place to live. But in the South, we may not have to deal with blizzards all the time, but there's two other weather problems that we have. Tornado outbreaks and hurricanes, okay? And tornadoes are really bad because often we don't even know that they're coming, and they keep us up, and they affect every corner of this region. Now, I know hurricanes may not affect people in Kentucky that bad and Tennessee that bad, and maybe Oklahoma they don't affect, but just about every other southern state gets some kind of effect from hurricanes, directly or indirectly. And so they're they're a big deal. Now, the good news about hurricanes, we usually know they're coming. We usually know at least how strong they're going to be, but the problem with hurricanes is we have to evacuate whole states, it seems, sometimes. So those people have to go somewhere, and it causes problems on the highways. People have a hard time getting hotel rooms. they got to stay with family members, sometimes family members they don't even like. And But we do this so that we can get through it, and we can survive and live to tell about it. And we, we take this stuff serious. I've evacuated for a hurricane. It wasn't a lot of fun. But luckily, I survived, and probably most of you out there in the South at some point have done exactly what I've done in the past and evacuated. And and it was a Category 4 storm that I went through, Hurricane Hugo, 1989. Still remember it, September 1989. Massive destruction to the low country of South Carolina, and I I was affected by it. I, I, I remember parts of that day and that whole couple of weeks there like it was yesterday. And luckily for me, I've never had to go through something like that again. But all of you who choose to live around the coast, and I'm envious of you, this is the problem that we have in the South is the the likelihood that at some point you're going to have to deal with hurricanes. Well, speaking of South Carolina, Tyler Edwards lives in the Palmetto State, and I found a video of him on YouTube, and he put this up called How to Prepare for Hurricane Season. And And let's be honest with you, this guy does a good job, and I'm going to let you hear this thing in its entirety. I don't usually do this. It's probably a violation of YouTube's rules, but I'm going to let you hear it because I think he's got some great points we all should listen to, and and just enjoy this and learn from his video, How to Prepare for Hurricane Season from Tyler Edwards. You can go on YouTube and actually watch him give this video. He does a great job, and when we get done hearing this, I'm going to share an addendum to what he had to say here. So here's Tyler as we get ready for Hurricane Dorian. I just wanted to go over a few things to help better prepare for this upcoming hurricane season. So, you know, we don't have to do the mad rush to the grocery store to get water and all that kind of stuff. So things to think about right now to prepare for this upcoming hurricane season. The first thing I want to touch on is insurance. Now, I'm not an insurance agent or I don't, I'm not an expert in insurance. But for sure, check your insurance policy. Know what your deductible is. Some insurance policies have different deductible rates for a named storm versus a non-named storm. Things like what's covered under your policy. If stuff isn't covered under your policy that you want, get that insured. You know, stuff like, you know, valuables like cameras and jewelry and yada, yada, yada. Just understand what's covered under your current policy. Flood insurance is another thing. 
flood insurance actually isn't covered under most policies, uh, at least in South Carolina, we had to get a separate policy for flood insurance. Now we are in a flood zone where we live, but if you're not in a flood zone, you can still get flood insurance. Now, the second thing I'm gonna to touch on is supplies. I'm not gonna do an exhaustive list of supplies or lots of checklists out there for, for hurricane preparedness. And I'll try to find some and leave some in the links below. But uh, a, a few things that are that are the big ones, you water, have two gallons at least per person per day for, you know, a lot of places recommend three to five day supply of that. Same with food, three to five days supply per person. Obviously, uh, you wanna have some kind of weather radio or two-way radio that has weather station on it. That way you can keep in sync with what the weather's doing and where the storms are moving. So those are always good to have. Backup batteries for your cell phones, those little power banks, stuff like that to, to keep your devices charged. It's always a good idea to have cash on hand. Power goes out, your, the ATM machines are down, credit card machines, stuff like that. They're not gonna be able to process credit cards without power. So good idea to have some cash on hand in case you need to go out and pick up some, some supplies in, in a pinch. And if the stores are open but no power, we usually take cash. Another good idea is to have a first aid kit. Now, I'm not gonna go through a list of what to have in your first aid kit. There are a ton of videos out there on YouTube and tons of resources to, to build an effective first aid kit, but definitely have one of those on hand. Uh, flashlights, that's another big one. You know, when the power goes out, if it does, you wanna be able to see. So not a bad idea to have flashlights and extra batteries. The last thing I'm gonna to touch on in supplies is some kind of backup power solution. I personally, I have a little battery bank generator and I can hook up a solar panel to it so it'll charge from the sun when it dies. Gas generators, those are obviously really popular. Make sure you have gas and spark plugs and oil and everything to, to make your generator run efficiently. Also not a bad idea to have extra gas cans or diesel cans for your vehicles, uh, if the power does go out and gas stations are down, you probably won't be able to pump fuel. So it's a good idea to just have a couple extra cans on hand just to make sure that you're good to go for you know a week or two. Number three is a communication plan. It's a good idea to have you know important contacts written down on a piece of paper. You know their email addresses and cell phone numbers and landline numbers if they still have one. And uh, also, if your work has a hotline number to, to call into to see if, if your work's been shut down or if it has, when it will reopen, it's a good idea to have that. Also, be in contact with neighbors and family and friends. That way you can communicate, hey, I'm gonna be out of town or, you know, hey, I'm, I'm gonna stay in town. I'm not gonna evacuate. Okay, the next thing is uh, an evacuation plan. Obviously, you wanna know the evacuation routes in your area. Uh, know that when an evacuation order is placed, if they're gonna reverse lanes on an interstate, for example. The other thing with evacuation plans, a lot of hotels that are just outside of the expected impact zone of a hurricane, a lot of those book up really fast around a hurricane. So have other plans in place. Don't just rely on, oh, I'm just gonna get a hotel room really quick if, uh, if a storm comes. Also, not all hotels are pet friendly. So, you know, make sure that you can have accommodations for your pets as well. Okay, the last thing I wanna talk about is before the storm, you know, say the storm is still out in the ocean, but there is a storm out there. Go ahead and, you know, 
cut down any any dead limbs or anything like that off a tree. Obviously your patio furniture or grill or anything like that that you have outside, pull that inside. Now, obviously you're gonna wanna board up your windows or if you have storm shutters, just pull those in. However you do to protect your windows, make sure that that's good to go. Take pictures of your house that's been boarded up. That way after the storm and you need to file a claim or anything like that with insurance, you can prove to insurance that, yeah, you did take the necessary measures to protect your house from the wind, windows, and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so let's decide you stay uh, during the hurricane. Uh, a lot of people do it. Um, I've done it myself and did it actually the last few storms. We, we stayed. We were fine. I'm not recommending one way or the other. That's, that's up to you, and that's your decision completely. Uh, if you do stay, uh, don't drive during the storm. Uh, a lot of a lot of times, uh, lo local municipalities will put a curfew on. Don't drive after the curfew. You know, there's already first responders out there. Don't put them in danger because you decided that you want to make a quick run to wherever in the middle of the night during the storm. The other thing is just make sure, like I said, have your kit organized, your supplies. So if it's dark and you know you lose power, you know if your windows are boarded up and it's daytime, and your power goes out you still won't be able to see. At least we use plywood in our windows. Power goes out, we can't see a thing. So good idea to just have your kit organized so you know, you know, go into the pantry and it's dark, you can grab your water, your food, whatever, and you'll be able to see. You know, obviously if you have flashlights, that'll make it easier. So another important thing is um, have a reliable source of weather news. You know, I try to stay away from, from the theatrics of some news channels because they, they overreact. And I, I get what they're trying to do. They're, they're trying to make sure that people are evacuating and taking the necessary measures. But a lot of the times they just, they say unnecessary things and create unnecessary drama and stress on people's lives. So use reliable sources. Um, one of my favorites is tropicaltidbits.com. Super level-headed dude that, you know, goes through the storms and talks about potential paths and stuff like that. I really like his stuff. Uh, he, he uses uh, a lot of great models. Uh, National Weather Service, the National Hurricane Center. Use reliable sources. Anyways, guys, thanks for watching. Uh, I'm, I know this is a really boring video, but I wanted to just put this out there. Number one, as a reminder for me, I can just kind of refer back to this video for when I prepare next year. Hopefully this will help some of you out, especially if you're new to hurricanes or have just moved from you know somewhere that has never seen a hurricane. That was Tyler Edwards, who lives in South Carolina, and he put that up on YouTube, maybe to, to just kind of show himself off to the world. But he did a good job, and I thought it was a great video and very helpful as we get ready for Dorian to make some kind of impact in Florida, Georgia, the Carolinas. And even if it doesn't cause a problem here over this Labor Day weekend, it's good to know that someone like Tyler Edwards has this out there so that we can use it going forward. Luckily, YouTube keeps these videos, and we can go back and listen to it at our demand but I wanted to have a little bit of an addendum to what he had there in the video, How to Prepare for Hurricane Season. Again, go check it out on YouTube and watch it. He did a great job. Kudos to you, Tyler Edwards, who, to my knowledge, is just a regular person. I don't know who Tyler Edwards is. He's no celebrity in the low country of South Carolina, but he just went and did this good video and put a lot of work into it. Now, two addendums to what his video has that I wanted to share with you. One thing he says he didn't cover in that is you need to make sure that you've got a reliable automobile. And 
I, I know that feeling. I just switched cars a couple of months ago. I had a car 15 years old that, frankly, if I had to evacuate for a hurricane, I wouldn't be very comfortable driving more than 100 miles in it. And when you're trying to get away from a hurricane, you're going to have to go several hundred miles in most cases. So that something to keep in mind. If you, I guess the car dealerships along Florida, Georgia, South Carolina's coast might be seeing more sales feel if they listen to this y'all show today. Yeah, this is a good excuse for you to go get a new automobile. Go get you some new wheels because you need to have a reliable form of transportation if you're going to be out here on the road evacuating. Remember, oftentimes, these people that live in the Carolinas, in Georgia, Florida, all the way into Alabama, Mississippi, you have these evacuation routes posted, and you kind of need to know, just like Tyler said, your evacuation plan. But just because you've got that evacuation plan doesn't guarantee that you're going to be sitting there driving 55 miles an hour leaving your area. You're likely to get into a whole bunch of traffic somewhere, and you're going to get stuck on a road. And I can remember back in 89 Years and years ago, 30 years ago, being in traffic, leaving Charleston in the hours before Hurricane Hugo. Now, most states now, including South Carolina, they call it contraflow, I believe is the name. And that's where they convert interstates into all flowing the same exact way, which would be away from the coast. And you're going to see that on likely on Interstate 95 in Florida if the order is given. In every other area that this hurricane could come, they want to get everybody out of the area and avoid as much death and destruction as humanly possible. But yes, get you a good set of wheels. The other thing that Tyler Edwards wanted to share that he wanted to share that tropicaltidbits.com is his, I guess, go-to website for the latest hurricane news, the maps, the forecasts, the predictions, tropicaltidbits.com. I had not been to that site until he referred me to it. And I, again, I don't know Tyler Edwards, but he did a good job and we just wanted to kind of get serious here for a few minutes at the start of the second hour because we got what looks like something kind of rough heading our way and even if this one passes us by and i hope it does and it goes off in the atlantic we never hear from dorian again this is good news to know because we're going to likely have one two three or four other tropical storms slash hurricanes before this particular hurricane season ends so and and that's in the gulf and the atlantic side of things in the southeast so thank you tyler for a good video and hopefully you all took good notes and we won't have to actually do any of that but thanks to him we we now know a little bit more than what we knew heading into today's show well we're also going to let you know more about the southeastern conference when we come back it's our sec spotlight of today's y'all show and we've got some big matchups going on this weekend we actually have a pretty good sec east clash between the georgia bulldogs and the vanderbilt commodores that takes place saturday in nashville and we're going to hear from the head coach of the dogs kirby smart but we're also going to get a vanderbilt insiders perspective as we're going to let you hear some of the VandySports.com podcast. Our friend Chris Lee is involved with that. And we'll get the Vandy perspective of this huge game at Vanderbilt Stadium on Saturday. Also in the SEC Spotlight later this hour, we'll hear from the two guys that coach the big schools in the Yellowhammer State. Nick Saban, his Alabama Crimson Tide teams getting ready to get on the bus and head I-20 East to Atlanta to take on David Cutcliffe's Duke Blue Devils. And that's in the Chick-fil-A kickoff game on Saturday. 
Meanwhile, the Gus Bus is going to get on that Gus Bus, and they're going to go all the way out to Arlington for a game Saturday night as Auburn takes on the Oregon Ducks at Jerry World. And we're going to hear from both Coach Saban and Coach Malzahn in our SEC Spotlight. And we'll let you know all the other happenings. Again, we've got college football going on here this evening. And actually, we've got an SEC game to tell you about this evening as Texas A&M has Texas State in Kyle Field here on this Thursday evening. So that that's not exactly the most sexy matchup of the SEC slate. But we wanted to let you know that because that's what we do here on Y'all. We, we share the wealth. So our SEC spotlight's coming up here on Y'all. You don't want to miss it. Stay with us. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Honey, I just switched the family to Boost Mobile and we got so much more. Awesome. Like what? We got four free LG Stylo 5 phones for the whole family. Four lines for just $100 a month with unlimited gigs. I smashed up the car a bit. And they have a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Whoa, four free LG... Wait, back up. Did you just say you... Four free LG Stylo 5 phones? Yep. No, no. Something about the car? Oh, you mean Boost super reliable, super fast network. Before that, the car smashing thing. What? The smashing deal we got? Four lines for $100 a month? No. Between the four lines for $100 a month and the unlimited gigs part, you said I smashed up the car a bit. I did. It's completely smashed. We need a new vehicle. But four free phones. Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. Offer for new customers only. Ends 916.19. First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. Mobile optimized data. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8282. That's promo code 8282 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. The Aggie War Hymn of Texas A&M University College Station, Texas. This is the Y'all Show Spotlight of All Things Southeastern Conference. And those Aggies suit up for their opener tonight at Kyle Field. The Texas State Bobcats roll into Kyle Field along the banks of the Brazos. 
for a 7.30 Kyle Field time kickoff on the SEC Network. And what a great thing to have another SEC team in action. We saw the Florida Gators win last weekend against the Miami Hurricanes. But boy, things get real exciting in the SEC come Saturday when just about everybody's playing. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent with John Rawl. And as we work our way to kick off here for SEC action on Saturday, we've got some news from across the Southeastern Conference to pass along here to you. And first things first, on Wednesday, we found out that defensive signal caller Dylan Moses of the Alabama Crimson Tide is likely going to miss the entire 2019 season. The linebacker suffered a knee injury during practice on Tuesday. Coach Nick Saban said on an SEC media teleconference that Moses will need surgery on the knee. And as he put it, he's going to be out indefinitely, and that's a huge loss. I think he was kind of the leader of that Alabama defense. Saban said that certainly this is a character check for our team and that they're going to do everything to support Dylan and the people that have the opportunity now to fill in for Dylan. Moses was a Buckets Award finalist last season, finished with 86 total tackles, 10 for loss. And he had three and a half sacks back in 2018. He was ranked number 13 on the preseason big board by ESPN NFL draft analyst Mel Kuyper Jr. Alabama was already dealing with the loss of senior inside linebacker Joshua McKillen, who suffered what's believed to be a season-ending knee injury earlier this month. So right now, for the Alabama defense, it's kind of... uh, gut check time Saban said on Wednesday that true freshman Shane Lee was the backup to Moses at middle linebacker and that he's the guy that will have the opportunity to play now sophomore Markel Benton who had 14 tackles last season also is listed as a backup to Moses on the official Bama depth chart which actually came out I think on Monday and Christian Harris another true freshman is listed as a starter at the second inside linebacker position so Alabama working its way to kick off against the Duke Blue Devils on Saturday in Atlanta and I guess Duke is a great opportunity for Alabama's defense to kind of gel and see what they've got out there and kind of you, you really can't do this but do your best interpretation of these very talented players and unfortunately dylan moses is going to be a huge loss for the crimson tie but hey that's why alabama is usually like the number one team in the country for recruiting and they've got dylan moses wannabes all over the roster and so we'll find out next man up for nick saban and the alabama crimson tide now Four of the top Bama players, including Najee Harris, have been suspended for at least part of this opening game against the Duke Blue Devils as the Devils and the number two Tide play Saturday in Atlanta. But according to reports, running backs Najee Harris and Brian Robinson will be serving suspensions for the first half against Duke after they missed a team function. This is according to 24-7 Sports. And also linebacker Terrell Lewis will serve a punishment for the same reason. Also, Bama Insider says that wide receiver Devontae Smith will be suspended, though we're not sure how long his suspension is going to be. And Najee Harris is a former five-star prospect who was the number two overall player in the class of 2017. And a year ago, he rushed for 783 yards and four touchdowns, but was always kind of fighting to get more playing time there in the Bama backfield. But right now, looks like in this opener in Atlanta, you're going to have a couple of Bama players getting some pine time, but we're not exactly sure. That's surely Surely, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium there in Atlanta doesn't have pine benches. I'm sure it's maybe made out of aluminum or something like that, but 
It's kind of the distractions you've got heading into the season, which, by the way, this is a great opportunity for me here on the show to tell you that we've had a rather dull off season. now that we're getting ready to kick it off for real for most of the teams this weekend. Remember, you know, it wasn't long ago, especially Athens, Georgia had headline after headline in the summer months of players getting arrested, kicked off the team. And I know we've had a little bit of that scattered around college football and the SEC, but for the most part, maybe they're just doing a better job of hiding it these days. It's pretty pretty dull, and that's a good thing. All right, more headlines to tell you about here across the SEC getting ready for our first Saturday weekend of SEC football. Offensive lineman Trey Smith, who missed the second half of last season after the recurrence of blood clots in his lungs, he's actually been cleared by doctors to play for the Tennessee Vols in the opener Saturday at Neyland Stadium, a game against Georgia State. Smith said in a statement, my family and I consulted with several of the best doctors in the country and a plan has been developed that allows me to compete with my teammates on game day and trey smith adds my family and i are confident in that plan the coaches and staff here at tennessee have always had my best interest at heart and i can't thank them enough thanks to all of the fans and my teammates for all of their support that from offensive lineman for ut trey smith he played in the first seven games back in 2018 at left tackle but was unable to finish the season after doctors discovered the recurrence of blood clots. He was the ESPN number one overall prospect back in the 2017 signing class and was initially diagnosed with blood clots in his lungs in February of 2018. But luckily, luckily, the news is about as good as it can get for Smith. And he and his family spent several months during the 2018 offseason consulting with a team of specialists and doctors and they reached this consensus that the best way to treat his condition was with a six months course of blood thinning medications followed by baby aspirin and he missed spring practice last year and wasn't cleared for contact until august a year ago jeremy pruitt head coach of the vols has said repeatedly that smith's return would be strictly a medical decision and if the chief concern was smith's overall health and that football was secondary so Man, what a great thing for the Tennessee football program, which has had enough problems off the field, on the field. And here it looks like a very treasured part of the program. Offensive lineman Trey Smith going to have a chance to play for the Vols here in 2019 as he's been cleared for uh, takeoff, checkoff. He's going to be running out there in the tee. And kudos to this young man for sticking out through this very scary time. Now, more Tennessee Vols news. Ex-Michigan defensive lineman Aubrey Solomon has been granted a waiver to play immediately for the Tennessee Vols as this player is expected to be practicing with the Vols here. He's been with them during the entire offseason, but now clear to play for Jeremy Pruitt when they open up against Georgia State. Solomon was a five-star prospect and a number 23 overall player in the class of 2017. He's out of Lee County, Georgia High School. That's in Leesburg. He had 18 tackles and two for loss in 13 games as a true freshman in 2018 for the Michigan Wolverines. But now he has been given a chance in this defensive lineman role of his to play immediately for UT. And again, more good news from the Hill in Knoxville, Tennessee, as we're excited for his opportunity. He will likely start at defensive end for the Vols with Matthew Butler or Darrell Middleton lined up on the other side and Greg Emerson, maybe Kingston Harris locking down the middle. 
of Jeremy Pruitt's 3-4 defense. Oh, by the way, we'll tell you about the kickoff for Tennessee-Georgia State in a minute. But Tennessee fans excited about all this good news coming from Rocky Top and the personnel, at least. Here's a personnel decision that involves SEC and SEC. Former LSU defensive back Kelvin Joseph is now heading to the University of kentucky he's a sophomore defensive back and he's the second highest rated signee in the lsu tigers 2018 recruiting class but he's going to be transferring to kentucky he commented on i think social media earlier this week that kentucky won out over a number of other suitors who were courting his services in the defensive backfield he actually changed his twitter bio to db at the university of kentucky and he also sent a tweet out further confirming the move shortly before his actual commitment on Twitter. <laughs> Isn't that the way they all do it these days? Joseph transitioned to a recruiter role by petitioning his now former teammate, Manny Nettley, to join him in Lexington. Uh, I don't know how well that went, but yeah, this guy who was the number 42 overall player in the 2018 recruiting class, according to 24-7 Sports Composite Rankings, now going to be heading to Kentucky as he pledged to the LSU Tigers way back in the day over offers from Florida State, Alabama, Auburn, and others. And Kentucky strengthening their defensive front with LSU defensive back Kelvin Joseph now heading to Kroger Field. All right, we're going to let you know about all the matchups in the SEC in the next segment. We're also going to let you hear from some coaches from the state of Alabama, Nick Saban, Gus Malzahn. We've got their coaches' audio coming up. But right now, the Y'all Show, we are going to hear from some other fun stuff going on on the eastern side of the ledger. As on Saturday, the Georgia Bulldogs travel to Nashville. They've got a date with the Vanderbilt Commodores. And this is a big SEC v. SEC matchup here in this opening weekend of college football. And Kirby Smart, earlier in the week, had a chance to meet with the media and talk about the matchup in Nashville against the Doors. Here is the head coach of the Dogs. I'm really focused on us. I mean, I don't think any coach in the country will tell you any different. There's just so much that uh, we got to prepare for. So many unknowns in our game. I mean, you know, how's this kid going to play? How's that kid going to play? What's he going to adjust to? What are we going to have to do in special teams? Just so many unknowns that that's consuming my thoughts. Will uh, James Coley be uh, in the box or on the field? Uh, James uh, will probably be on the field. It's what we've done in scrimmages, what he and I have talked about doing. We're open to looking at it different ways, but um, right now it's probably what we're going to do. We, we did a lot of things uh, with Jim here that we didn't necessarily always do. Um, we, we, you, know, you have more offense than you, always, than you don't always show, and you try to use what you need. And, don't need you don't use so there's things that we had in games that we didn't use in the past and sure it'll be that way now I don't I mean, we want to be explosive we want to score points I think in college football nowadays you got to be able to score points you look at the best teams in the country they can do that so um, we've got to be able to score points and whatever it takes to do that whether it's wearing people down or throwing the ball we got to be flexible enough to do it Georgia head football coach Kirby Smart earlier in the week at his weekly press conference. His Georgia Bulldogs, Jake Fromm and crew head to Nashville where they visit the Vanderbilt Commodores. And a lot of people not giving Vandy much of an opportunity to win this one. I don't think this one is quite the spread that you're going to see with Alabama Duke, but it is going to be a tough challenge for Derek Mason's Commodores, who last year eh, were ho-hum. 
ho-hum is a, a good way of saying it. And they missed their opportunity to win a bowl game in Houston against Baylor. But they come back. they got to replace their quarterback here this year. But besides that, they've got some talented playmakers on West End. And we have a friend in Chris Lee. He is the publisher of VandySports.com. And Chris and company do a VandySports.com podcast. And we had a chance to kind of listen in on that this week. And we're going to share with you some of the thoughts that the VandySports.com discussed here as Vanderbilt has some storylines going into this matchup with the dogs. And let's go in and listen to a portion of this VandySports.com podcast, which you can find on YouTube and at VandySports.com. Chris Lee and company talking about Georgia and Vanderbilt. I'm not going to say that's a world-beating defensive line because I don't think it is. But from what I have heard from people I've talked to who know what's going on, Odingbo is a really good player. I think he's their best defensive lineman. He's probably going to have a better season this year than any of the linemen had for them a year ago. I think that they think that Cam Tidd and Drew Birchmeyer are better players. Those guys have starting experience. I think the rotation behind them, I think they feel they've got seven, eight, nine bodies, which is kind of what you need. Again, they're not world beaters, but I think it is an improvement over the situation that they've had. And the wild card to me is Malik Langham, who I think will certainly be a factor if he's eligible. And I don't know the answer to that question yet. I don't know if they know and are keeping it a secret or they don't know at all. But that's what I'm watching with that unit. Yeah, I totally agree. More bodies, and I don't think they know on Langham yet. Um, and you know, there's with the NCAA the way the way it rules, you, you just you, you can't count on knowing. Um, but yeah, so no, I, I totally agree. More bodies, you'd, you'd like to see a standout. I think Dio Odingo has the ability. Birchmeyer and Tid have been just sort of guys that have been good enough to be in the rotation and start part-time starters throughout their basically career. You'd like to see one or both those guys kind of stand out this year, but they've, they've got to do a better job at the point of attack. From the podcast, VandySports.com on YouTube and at VandySports.com, Chris Lee and his fellow writers there at VandySports.com getting you set for Vanderbilt and Georgia, one of the many exciting games taking place Saturday. That one, the only SEC versus SEC matchup, and we're kind of fun. That's going to be a fun game to tune in if you have an opportunity. We'll let you know the kickoff time and all that in just a second. Now, coming up after the break, we're going to hear from the coaches of Alabama and Auburn, and we'll also walk through the SEC schedule for Saturday and let you know where your favorite SEC team is playing and maybe what network you can find it on as our SEC Spotlight continues. Hey, Dad, want to shoot some hoops? In a bit, buddy. I promise. Allegra knows that allergy symptoms can get in the way of enjoying the moment. I'll just play by myself. For outdoor and indoor allergies, get Allegra. It's the fastest non-drowsy allergy relief. It starts working in one hour, helping you break through your worst allergy symptoms with continuous 24-hour relief. Yes! Great shot, buddy. Let's play another game. You're on, Dad. Get Allegra and get back to the moment. Among single-ingredient OTC-branded oral antihistamines. Use as directed. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well 
trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. to y'all talk with a southern accent as we conclude our thursday y'all if you want to connect with us here at y'all so easy to do our number 803-816-1170 you can call that number you can text that number at your leisure we'd love to get your thoughts and if you want to give us a little roll tide because you like that song playing there in the background or maybe a little war eagle and don't worry auburn fans we're going to hear from gus malzahn in just a moment yeah we accept all loyalties here on y'all talk with a southern accent and as we get you ready for the saturday lineup of action going on in the southeastern conference as part of our sec spotlight here hey alabama has the duke blue devils on the schedule they play in atlanta nick saban talked about the matchup when he had a chance to meet with the media on monday let's go to t-town and hear from the head coach of the alabama crimson tide ranked number two in the u.s of a we're going to play an sec game on the road early in the season and i think that at least for a lot of young players this is an opportunity even though it isn't necessarily a road game it prepares them to be able to play on the road uh, because you're going to travel, uh, you got to focus, you're in a different place, planning a new stadium. So all the, the external factors that can sort of affect your ability to focus on what you need to be doing, uh, this is an experience to do that. So I always thought that was you know, very beneficial. I think it's great from a program exposure standpoint. Uh, we've had a lot of games in Atlanta. We've had some in Dallas. We've had some other you know, games in other places that have has given the program a lot of exposure, uh, which I think is really important. I think when you play a good opponent early on, uh, the whole focus in the offseason, um, spring practice, fall camp is always a little better because the players feel they're going to be challenged in the first game, and that's something that uh, I think helps their competitive spirit throughout uh, their preparation time. Nick Saban, as the Alabama coach was talking earlier in the week, getting his team ready to take on David Cutcliffe and the Duke Blue Devils in Atlanta. Well, that other team in the state of Alabama has a lot to crow about as they get ready for what they hope is going to be a huge 2019. 
And Gus, well, the seat might get hot if his team doesn't turn things around and and they actually compete for an SEC title here this year. The Auburn Tigers travel all the way to Arlington, Texas. They've got the Oregon Ducks on the schedule on Saturday night. And Gus Malzahn met with the local media on the Plains this week. Let's hear from the coach of the Auburn Tigers, Gus Malzahn. It's excitement. You're curious about your new team. Or the new year of the team and you know what they're going to do and you think as a coach you prepare them you put them in all these different situations but there's nothing like getting out there a new year and you got a new team and usually the dynamics of your leadership changes in the offseason all that and see what it's about in the first game you, you learn a lot about your team not just on the field but how you react how you react to situations how you react to good things bad things who's going to step up when the game's aligned to make a play um, you know, and who's improved from last year. So I would say the best thing is probably the excitement of going in uh, to the first game. You want to win, all right? You want to win. But the, the, the flip side is when you're playing one of the best teams in the country, you get the advantage of seeing exactly where you're at. Because there are some teams that play teams that are lesser, and they don't really know exactly where they're at maybe until later in the season. And the same, you know, for us last year. And so – you know, I think that's the positive of playing a team the first game. Auburn and Oregon getting together Saturday night in Arlington. And let's go through the entire lineup of Saturday's SEC matchups. First off, the Mississippi Landsharks don't have to go very far. They've got a game on the road at Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium in Memphis. It's the Memphis Tigers and the Landsharks. This is going to be a high noon Eastern 11 Central kick on ABC and Memphis has been a pretty good team over the last few years. And, of course, Mississippi and Memphis have been rivals through the years, but they don't exactly get together there in the Mid-South every year. So it's going to be high drama, perhaps, there in Memphis between these two programs that don't really get along all that well. The other representative of the Magnolia State in the SEC, they're going to be traveling south this weekend. They, at the same time, the Sharks are going to be kicking off on ABC. The Mississippi State Bulldogs will be kicking it off on ESPNU against the the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns, but this game is actually going to be not in Lafayette, but in New Orleans at Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Again, this is a 12 Eastern 11 kick. Uh, ESPNU, the channel, the dogs of Joe Moorhead traveling to take on the Raging Cajuns, which used to be coached by a Mississippi State alum, but no more there in Lafayette. Toledo will be traveling to Kroger Field. They've got the Kentucky Wildcats in a game that's going to be televised on the SEC Network. This is a high noon Lexington time kickoff between the Rockets, who I believe that was the team that knocked off Arkansas a couple years ago, and I believe Toledo defeated Northwestern last year. So they've got a little history here and i apologize i get toledo and akron confused and i know i'm not the only one that does that y'all you know those darn mac teams they all are kind of the same right but they're not sec teams but toledo is going to be looking for the upset at kroger field against the cats a game of interest in the state of north carolina is going to be the gamecocks of south carolina going back to bank of america stadium where they got trounced in the bowl game there a couple months ago the gamecocks and the north carolina tar hills coached now by mike brown mac brown's back in chapel hill this game's going to be on espn it's a 3 30 charlotte time kick there at bank of america stadium 
and it will be fun to see if Will Muschamp's team can come out and kind of take care of business against the Hills. In Knoxville at Neyland Stadium on Saturday afternoon at 3.30 Eastern Time along the banks of the Tennessee, the Georgia State Panthers out of the Sun Belt, they traveled to Rocky Top, and they've got the Tennessee Vols and an ESPNU matchup there, 3.30 Knoxville time. Alabama and Duke get together at that same time on ABC, this from Mercedes-Benz Stadium, the Chick-fil-A kickoff game. David Cutcliffe, the Alabama alum, getting together with his alma mater. And remember, Duke and Alabama played a home-and-home series about 10 years ago, so this is not totally weird that these two teams are getting back together. Portland State, out of the FCS ranks, travel all the way to Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium for a game. This is a 3 o'clock Fayetteville time kickoff on the SEC network between Portland State and Arkansas. I remember a couple years ago, Portland State went to Denton, Texas, and they defeated North Texas something like 77 to 20 something beat them by about 50 points this is a team out of the fcs ranks that knocked off north texas from cusa oh by the way that same north texas team last year <laughs> sorry razorback fans they went into donald w reynolds razorback stadium and knocked off arkansas big time so just telling you not saying this is karma but kind of a weird combination with portland state in Fayetteville this weekend. Mizzou travels to Wyoming for a game at Jonah Field at War Memorial Stadium. This is going to be televised on the CBS Sports Network, and it's going to be 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Como time between Mizzou and the Pokes. Oregon and Auburn get together at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington. This is on ABC. This is a 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Dallas-Fort Worth time kick between the Ducks and the War Eagles. That Georgia-Vanderbilt game at Vanderbilt Stadium kicks off on the SEC network at 7 30 eastern 6 30 nashville time and shouldn't be too much of a challenge for georgia to pick up the w but hey Derek mason's team's got something to prove and worth your tuning in the sec network to find out and the late game i guess if you want to call it that from tiger stadium on the opening saturday of college football in the sec the georgia southern eagles take their triple option offense into death valley and the lsu tigers of ed orgeron welcome in georgia georgia southern for the 7 30 eastern 6 30 piro time game on espnu tigers and eagles and that's your sec lineup here in week one of college football well that will wrap up our show today thank you for listening if you like college football talk you're going to be in love with our friday edition of y'all talk with a southern accent we're going to have our first y'all kickoff show debut on friday it's two hours of all college football talk and you're going to love it and it's heading your way tomorrow so make sure you tune in until that time have a great rest of your day again stay tuned on what's going on with hurricane dorian we wish everybody in its possible path the best as we get ready for this thing and also a very happy early labor day to all y'all too so this is y'all we'll see you tomorrow thanks for listening Honey, I just switched the family to Boost Mobile and we got so much more. Awesome. Like what? We got four free LG Stylo 5 phones for the whole family. 
Four lines for just $100 a month with unlimited gigs. I smashed up the car a bit. And they have a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Whoa, four free LG... Wait, back up. Did you just say you... Four free LG Stylo 5 phones? Yep. No, no. Something about the car? Oh, you mean Boost super reliable, super fast network. Before that, the car smashing thing. What? The smashing deal we got? Four lines for $100 a month? No. Between the four lines for $100 a month and the unlimited gigs part, you said I smashed up the car a bit. I did. It's completely smashed. We need a new vehicle. But four free phones. Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. Offer for new customers only. Ends 916.19. First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. Mobile optimized data. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8282. That's promo code 8282 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Hey, Dad, want to shoot some hoops? In a bit, buddy. I promise. Allegra knows that allergy symptoms can get in the way of enjoying the moment. I'll just play by myself. For outdoor and indoor allergies, get Allegra. It's the fastest non-drowsy allergy relief. It starts working in one hour, helping you break through your worst allergy symptoms with continuous 24-hour relief. Yes! Great shot, buddy. Let's play another game. You're on, Dad. Get Allegra and get back to the moment. Among single-ingredient OTC-branded oral antihistamines. Use as directed. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council.